We are going to begin to review or see an overview of the Parsha Achrimos. Uh, this week's Parsha is Achrimos and Kedoshim. I don't think we're going to have time to go through both of them. And so instead, I really want to focus on one interesting feature in Parsha's Achrimos, and that is Azazel. What is Azazel? Azazel is, we know that the, the ceremony that the Kohen Gadol is engaged in on Yom Kippur involves throwing two goats, or throwing one goat actually, off of a cliff. Looks like throwing a goat off of a cliff, and what he does, the the, the Torah says he throws this goat la azazel. It actually becomes a um, in modern Hebrew becomes a bit of a not such nice word to use. But what is azazel? What does the word mean? And what is the significance of this ceremony? So let's take five minutes or so just to jump into it. So Rashi says the word azazel comes from the word az, which means strong, and el, which means high. So azazel essentially is just a word for a strong and high mountain. Okay, it's just a description of the place where this goat is thrown off. Okay, not not really doesn't give us any details about the ceremony itself, more about the location of the ceremony. The Ksava Kabbalah, a uh, more modern uh, commentary, explains that the word comes from Az and Zal. Az means strong and Zal means a disgrace. So really it's meant to demonstrate an intense disgrace. And this really gives us a little bit of an insight in terms of what the ceremony is all about. What he explains is that the goal is that we're trying to symbolize somehow that sinning and the sinner is someone who ultimately is going to be disgraced. So what we do, the Kohen Gadol goes ahead and says vidui, he confesses over the goat and in doing so, so to speak, metaphorically, symbolically, places our sins on the goat. And then what do we do? We take that goat and the ceremony is a pretty gory one. They take the goat and they throw it off a so what does it do? It demonstrates azzal. It demonstrates an intense disgrace. It's meant to shock the sinner, you and me, all of us, the, to recognize the fact that ultimately, if we do what's wrong, it's not going to be good for us. It's a reminder of the outcome of the sinful life. The Gemara in Yuma says something very, Yoma rather, says something very, very interesting. For those of you doing Daf Yomi, you'll be there in a little while. Um, and they explain the word azazel actually comes from two names, Uza and Azael. Who is Uza? Who are Uza and Azael? They are two fallen angels. Okay, so actually, people think that the notion of fallen angels is just a Christian idea. The Gemara does speak about fallen angels, uh, not so much fallen, but rather um, two angels. The Gemara tells us came to God and said, "Look, God, the, the you know humankind is in times of early, early." Uh, you know, human history. Uh, these angels come and say, well, what's going on with these human beings? They're a bunch, of, they're, they're, they're sinful, they're terrible. And God says, listen, it's very easy for you to say that. You live in heaven. Imagine living down on earth. They say, nah, it's no big deal. And so God says, fine, you go and live on hev- down on earth and see what happens. And those two angels are Uzzah and Azael. They are sent down to earth. Um, they are actually, according to the Midrashim, the reference when the Torah tells us right before Parshas Noach, that the people started to act immorally and corruptly, it uses the term B'nai Elohim, which has this uh, divine uh, connotation. And the commentators explain it's a reference to Uzzah and Azael, these two angels. So what does that have to do with Yom Kippur, which the service is done on? The idea is we're trying to give a message to God. We're symbolically, it's almost like a plea for us. Listen, God, we're human. You sent two angels down to earth and they fell apart. They acted in an immoral and corrupt fashion. Again, according to the Midrashim, they were the most corrupt and most immoral, more so than human beings, right? So God, what kind of you know, claim do you have against us? We tried so hard, but the angels fell apart. Of course, we don't stand a chance, and therefore God, be a little bit less exacting, a little bit more compassionate when you judge us on Yom Kippur, okay? That's how the Gemara understands it. Uh, Rav Samson Rafal Hirsch, let's go through a couple of other approaches. Rav Samson Rafal Hirsch um, explains that it comes from the word az and azal. 
which means stubborn, az, and azal means to be gone. And so what does this mean? Az, stubborn, and gone. So Rav Hirsch takes a step back. For, you know, the, the process, the ceremony really begins not when we throw this goat off the cliff, but it actually begins earlier in the, in the sanctuary where you have two identical goats and one, so to speak, holds on to our sins and the other is brought close in front of God. Actually, the Gemara tells us that these two goats have to be the mission actually tells us they have to be as identical as possible. And what we're trying to symbolically say, not to God, but to ourselves, it's really a, an enactment of our free will. We are basically saying we could go in two different directions. I could go this way or I could go that way. The two goats really represent the two sides of each of us, the good and the bad. We could go to the Kodesh Kadashim. We could go to the Holy of Holies if we dedicate our lives, if we sacrifice ourselves, if we um, hold back, if we restrain ourselves and do what's right, then we can end up in the Holy of Holies as one journey of this goat takes it. Alternatively, if we act stubbornly, then ultimately we are gone. We're thrown off that cliff. And therefore, this, the whole idea of the two goats is really a reenactment of, of, the, of the drama of life. It demonstrates that, you know, at each juncture in our life, we could go in two radically different paths and they will have radically different consequences. And it's really a reminder of our free will. Okay, um, let's see, three, two, two, and a, two more approaches. Uh, the Barbanel and the Akeda point out that there is a, there seems to be some, in, uh, some connection between this ceremony of Azazel and that of um, of, of uh, connection to Esav. You know, the, the goats are described as what? Seirim, goats, right? And where does Esav live? In Har Seir. Right, the Mount Mount Seir. Right, so there is this idea here, which we're invoking the story of Yaakov and Esav, and of course, Yaakov and Esav are two twins. Right, and according to some midrashim, although your picture books growing up may have showed two very different looking people, according to uh, many commentators, they actually were identical in many respects, um, at least when they were young. And so you have these two goats, one representing Yaakov, one representing Esav, and the idea of bringing it and throwing it off the mountain is really meant to remind God, so to speak, to plea, to to appeal to God and say, "Listen, God, at the end of the day, we have these external challenges." Asav. Asav represents our eternal enemies. You know, life's not easy. We have physical enemies, we have spiritual enemies, not from the inside, but from the outside, who make our lives more difficult, make it more difficult to do mitzvot. If our entire culture um, idealizes ideas which are antithetical to Judaism, what chance do we have? I mean, of course, we are expected to still serve God and do what we can, but, the, but it's very challenging for us. And therefore, we turn to God and we say, look, don't forget Asav. Don't forget our enemies when you're judging us. It's not just me in a vacuum. I live in a culture which very much stands for ideas very different than my own. Okay, last approach, and it's an approach that is spoken, hinted to in the Ibn Ezra, spelled out a little bit more in the Ramban, and lastly spelled out mostly in Rav Tzadik Cohen, a very profound idea, a wild idea. I'm going to say it shortly now. Um, if you think about it, unpack it a little bit. Maybe we'll revisit this on Shabbos. We'll see. Um, but the idea is like this. The, the Ramban acknowledges that this notion of bringing an animal as part of a service outside of the base of Migdash sounds very much like idolatry. Actually, the whole terminology there that we say we're going to give it la'azazel actually implies that it's being given azazel is a term that we find in the Torah that implies and l'si'irim um, is, is a term that's used um, in, in reference to idolatry. That right, we've actually find later on in, in, uh, in, in Sefer Vayikra, that they're going to serve these goats, these demon goats that people were serving. So there seems to be some, uh, some connection between this service of, that's done on Yom Kippur and idolatry, which seems very shocking. You know, on Yom Kippur, we're doing something which smells of idolatry. What's going on over here? But the Ramban says, and again, this is the way Rav Tzaddik understands it, that what we are acknowledging, or really what we're saying, is that, and I'm going to use the way Rav Tzaddik explains it, and that is that 
yes, it's idolatry, but when God commands us to do it, it is not idolatry. And what does that mean? What that means is that we recognize that ultimately everything comes from God. That is the ultimate in tshuva. I'm going to read to you the word for what he says and I'll unpack it. He says, the greatest tshuva is when we recognize that even our sins were the will of God. Okay? Now, that's a very dangerous idea, an idea which has been perverted and, 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 and misused. But the idea is that post-fact, of course, we're not allowed to sin. We're not expected to sin. We cannot justify our sin by saying, hey, it's the will of God. But post-facto, after we sin, after we've already done something wrong, if and when we've done something wrong, we ultimately stop and say, even at that moment when I tried to hide from God, God ultimately is running the entire world. When one recognizes this, all their sins becomes merits, become merits because it was all the will of God. Right? In other words, what is the idea of tshuva? Tshuva is, and Rav Tzadik says elsewhere, is when I bring not me back to God, but I bring that action back to God. I say, even when I was sinning, and I thought, like Adam and Chava, who were hiding from God, I thought I was hiding from God, I thought I was running away from God, I recognize deeply I cannot run away from God. My entire life is, is tied up with the will of God. That is the ultimate tshuva. And that is the idea of the goat he writes that was sent la'azazel. Right? Had one done so on their own, it would be idolatry. But since God commanded us to do it, it is a mitzvah and not a sin. Right? So what the Ramban, and he's, he says, and see the Ramban who basically says this idea. So Rav Tariq is saying a very profound idea. The whole exercise, the whole ceremony of throwing the goat Lazazel is one that rubs us the wrong way. Rav Tariq says, good, it should rub you the wrong way. It basically is symbolic of a sin that is the will of God, which, is, which sounds terrible, but the idea is ultimately the greatest tshuva is when we're able to reflect on these sins and able to recognize that ultimately everything is the will of God on the most basic level. What that means is to ask ourselves, how could I grow from this sin, right? A, just simply feeling bad about it and recognizing that my remorse and my, and my, and my dismay at myself actually could be a catalyst to change, to become better. That is a way of recognizing the godliness in my mistake, but also to use it as a moment of reflection to see how this misdeed reflects who I am and to learn from it and to grow from it. Then what we're doing, at least the most basic level, is bringing the action back to God. That is the ultimate tshuva. When we use our sins, we don't run away from them. We come face to face to them and we recognize that everything's the will of God. That allows us, that is the ultimate of tshuva. And that's what the goat that is thrown, la'azazel, and the si'ir lisirim, is really something that is represented. So again, just to quickly summarize, the, word, the idea of azazel could be a number of different things. One, it could be the idea of just representing an intense disgrace and we see what happens with sins. Alternatively, it demonstrates the split path, or split two paths in front of us that are open. Alternatively, it reminds us of Asav. And lastly, it could just be a reflection, not just, it's a reflection of our free will and the, the process of tshuva when we recognize even our sins were the, the will of God. And when we start to use our sins as a catalyst to change, then we're ultimately, as the Gemara says, we're able to make our sins into mitzvos because we recognize that everything is really the will of God. I hope you all have a great day, a great Shabbos, and thank you for joining. Take care.